Stop me if you've heard this one before. Quinshawn Judkins is on yet another award watch list. And the Grove Collective has a roaring start for the day of collection. We'll talk about that as well, plus some personnel information. Some big news came down from the wire. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If I'm talking fast, if it sounds like I'm on fast forward, it's because today is a jam-packed show and I need to get this within 30 minutes. So I am going to talk about this and try and get as much to the point as I can. The first thing we are going to start with is the fact that Quinshawn Judkins is on yet another award watch list. He is popping up on All-American lists all over the country. And yes, I know this should not be surprising. Um, he is the best player potentially in college football. Definitely the best running back in my opinion. But he is popping up on these award watch lists all over the place. This is the um, Action Network's version of it. He also made the AP All-America team. Quinshawn Judkins is popping up everywhere. And he has a chance to have an amazing season. And everybody is going to be keying on four. Now, the thing we can look forward to in this is that with as much attention as Quinshawn Judkins is going to get, and think about what happened against Mississippi State and Texas Tech last year. That is what it's going to look like. They're going to start playing defense that way, and they're going to move on to try and stop other things. So whenever people tell you, like a lot of times they like to compare Aiden Williams to a baseball player or something like that. And you hear this all within the fan base, like, hey, he might come out fast and they'll scheme against him and take stuff away and then he has to figure out what's going on. Yes, that is a little bit true by itself. The cornerback on that side of the field might figure out something that's going on. But as a team, you can only take away one or two things at a time. By taking care of that and making Quinshawn Judkins a target, Maybe you put eight people in the box. Maybe double coverage is not available to both Trey Harris and Aiden Williams if he's playing there. Zachary Franklin. Maybe with the tight ends on the position, you're forcing mismatches to happen because they have to focus so much on Quinshawn Judkins. See, this is what makes football the ultimate team game. It's not a situation where you can scheme and take away everything. It is literally a pick-your-poison type thing for a defense if you have an elite player like Quinshawn Judkins. Because if you can only take away one or, two, one or two things, and the number one thing that you are going to try and take away is number four, what does that leave? Do you take away Trey Harris? Do you do double coverage there, leaving single coverage for Aiden Williams and Caden Priestcorn or Zachary Franklin or Jordan Watkins? If so, are those players good enough to beat you? I think they are. And now you see why I'm getting so excited about this year. The more press that Quinshawn gets, the better off it will be for the Ole Miss Rebels. Now, here's the kicker. Last year, when Zach Evans got injured, 
He missed the LSU game and went out in the Alabama game. Ole Miss's offense went down considerably. You needed both of them. Why did you need both of them? You needed a running back to stay fresh. Ole Miss was third in the country in rushing for a reason. And they ran it, and they ran it, and they ran it, and they just had a weapon in Quinshawn Judkins, and they had a weapon in Zach Evans, and they looked to utilize them like crazy. But when Zach Evans went down, against LSU and Alabama. This team was not the same team. Was not the same team at all. And how did Lane Kiffin look to rectify that? Well, he he looked to rectify that in the portal, and he went and got Jam Griffith from Oregon State, who came in this fall. Now, he might be a little bit of a slow slow burn type player, and we might see what he needs to be developed in in Ole Miss's offense, but Oregon State was a zone-running team. It might have been an under-center zone-running team, but it was a zone-running team. So you're not going to have to teach Jam Griffin how to run the zone play. You're not having to teach him how to run your offense. He just has to learn where to line up and how to do it out of the shotgun. Inside zone, outside zone, maybe some counter-type stuff. These are things that can make the offense very effective. He is going to... Let's see, he's wearing number six. Um, I just realized that. That was Zach Evans' number, I think, last year. Um, He is going to probably be the guy by the Alabama game. I don't know if he'll be that guy by Mercer. But by Alabama, and by the time the meat of the schedule hits, he will likely be the number two running back. And stylistically, he provides a little bit different thing than Quinshawn Judkins. Now, Ulysses Bentley is always going to be the guy. He's going to have a Jerry and Ely type role. That's what he was brought in to do. He just needs to stay healthy. Um, he just keeps getting nicked up all the time. And if he's not on the field, he can't help us. But when he is on the field, you saw in the spring game exactly what he can do. And the fourth string running back, Kedra Criscano, or Kedra Criscano, running back out of New Caney, Texas, MVP of the Polynesian Bowl, a former top five high school recruit, running back that is just absolutely going to be a dude. Now, the difference between this year and last year is last year Ole Miss had Zach Evans, and everybody was counting on Zach Evans, including me. If you go back and listen to my show, like every other episode for about two months is about Zach Evans when I'm not talking about the quarterback competition. But the second running back turned out to be Quinshawn Judkins, and they needed Quinshawn to be a dude to be the guy, to be somebody that can be counted on. Quinshawn was an unbelievably special guy. Kedrick is going to be that guy. Ole Miss has a type when it comes to running backs. They just do. They have an absolute type. And I think Kedrick is going to get to the level that we want him to get to, but now as a true freshman, he doesn't have to. He can get those second half carries against Mercer, get comfortable, spell the running backs when they're needed, but there's not the pressure for him to be the guy to back up Quinshawn so early in his career. This is a benefit of the roster becoming more talented. This is not a negative in any way. This is a benefit. And I think Kedrick Riscano is going to be a guy. He's going to flash some this year, but it's not a situation to where he has to come in and back up Quinshawn Judkins. Now, these are all exciting things and all things that I'm excited about. And we're going to talk about in the next segment, the Grove Collective and what they went through yesterday 
beginning their week of collection. It's a week long event where they're going to announce things, but it started off a day of giving a day of collection with the Grove collective with Walker Jones and like seemingly all the coaches, including the boys from the rebels um, who was there as well. David Kellum, um, oh, a huge fan of DK um, enjoyed, enjoyed my time talking to him whenever I was in Oxford. But before we go to break, I do want to let you know that a couple of big personnel things happened in today's practice, okay? The first thing is Kari Coleman actually was present for the media viewing portion of the almost practice today, so he was practicing on the field. Kiffin is being is speaking today. I'm sure he'll be asked about it, so we might get some clarity, although I doubt it. But Kari Coleman being on the practice field is something we should take into account. And the other one is, this is a big one, especially with the news of DeAndre Prince. Um, Chris Gay Graves got his eligibility. Now, Chris Graves was not removed from Miami's team. Just whenever he entered the transfer portal, Miami stopped his aid, which meant that he was more likely to get a waiver than not. Maybe Miami stopped that way so he could get a waiver. Maybe, maybe they helped him out the door. But Chris Graves is a former four-star top 100 defensive back, I think out of Fort Myers. He's kind of a green player. Um, we might think about doing a breakout, breakdown as the season gets closer, specifically on Chris Graves, but he has a chance to be a really, really good football player. Now, this isn't a player that Ole Miss fans should expect to see on the field, honestly, in the first next month. But towards the end of the season, you might see him start to get in the rotation. He's already, I think, used his red shirt at Miami. So the four-game rule is not necessarily going to matter. I just think right now, with him starting practice today, with the Mercer game being less than two weeks away, I think it's going to be difficult for him to get in the swing of things without going through things for about a month. I think Chris Graves is talented enough to give you an excellent look. I think there's going to be some scout team stuff that goes on. I think that him being out there on the scout team is going to help Jackson Dart and Spencer Sanders and those quarterbacks as well. Um, but those are big personnel news. Getting Kari Coleman back, that's big news. Um, if, in fact, he is back, but he was apparently at practice. And um, Chris Graves getting eligible is important. Now, as far as the waiver watch goes, we're still waiting on TJ Dudley, but that TJ Dudley waiver was always more of a long shot than Chris Graves. Chris Graves, people pretty much assumed that he was going to get that waiver. They didn't know so much about TJ Dudley, so we will pay attention about that as well. Anyway, when we come back, we will talk about the day of collection and how that went for Walker Jones and the Grove Collective. But first, I want to let you know that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, whenever I got out of the military, and when I was in the military, stationed in Italy in the early 2000s, way back before the dawn of time, I just had to, was left to my own devices, and I had to cope, and I had to figure out how to be a young man in the military, living in another country, that nobody knew the language that I was around. And that is a situation that actually plays on your mind and you actually worry about it. And you look forward to getting out of the military, which causes a new set of problems. 
And sometimes in life, we're faced with these tough decisions and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected with what you really want to while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get started where you can get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists for any time for no additional charge. Apparently, that is a really big selling part, point. You need to be able to match up. You need to be able to trust the person you're talking to and trust the advice they're giving you. And if you are not completely getting to what you, where you want to be, yes, going to somebody else could be a good additional um, thing. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit, visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnCollege. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. We are moving right along right now because we have so much stuff to get to. Yesterday was the day of collection for the Grove Collective. And I'm working with Walker Jones right now getting a 30-second reader just to talk about the $21 donor tier and the $10 donor tier for students. We're going to talk about that on this podcast. This podcast skews younger, um, and I want them who listen to that to have an opportunity to know that they can donate to Ole Miss should they want to do. As you can see here, I am a member of the Grove Collective. I give. I, I practice what I preach. So whenever I give these readers to you, you can know that I'm doing this as well. Now, when you look at what they did, they had a great thing. I think it was 11 Central yesterday, 12 Eastern. They started broadcasting. And this is my reaction to the broadcasting. First of all, um, the breaks were probably a little bit too long if you want me to do constructive criticism. Um, and, and if you looked at it, I embedded the live stream on the Locked On Ole Miss page. And every time they went to a break, you could see the viewer count go down from like 310 concurrent viewers to like 250. They would lose like 50 viewers at a time. So instead of consistently growing that, there was always this low with peaks and valleys. But it's just constructive criticism. If they're, if they're going to do this next year, they'll probably – they can get a four director. They can get a traffic cop and make sure that everything is snappy and timely. I understand that you have to do breaks. Um, but that's just my advice there. They did a fantastic job. All the coaches there, that was really cool indeed. Um, it had a feel of almost like a Jerry Lewis telethon type stuff with Walker Jones talking about the the things that were being done during the broadcast. Now, as I recorded this, this is right after the um, Day of Collection broadcast ended. So these numbers I'm about to show you, they they will have gone up. There's no way that these numbers are correct. But if you look at the first 90 minutes of the show, they got 115 new members. And by the end of the broadcast, um, they were up around 300 new members. And why is this important? 
not just one-time donations, members. Walker Jones talks all the times about this membership model being important for him to be able to forecast money in the future. If you are one of 5,000 members and they give $21 a year, that's enough money, like $50,000 a year that he can absolutely count on. It's going to be there, or $50,000 a month, I guess, um, that he can absolutely count on. As that number goes up, more money that he can, in fact, count on. During the broadcast as well, over $400,000 was raised by 1230. If you want to think about that, that is in 90 minutes, they raised over $400,000. And I hate to break it to everybody, they actually raised more than that. That's what they raised in the telethon. Over the weekend, I am told they had a big booster NIL meeting for the Grove Collective, kind of a pre-Grove Collection Day. Um, with some of the major boosters and major players around Ole Miss football. And there was a chunk of money that is being earmarked for the Grove Collective for the 2024 recruiting class. So what I'm saying is there's a chance this could get fun. Okay, everybody, this could get really fun as we get further. Now, Again, Walker Jones is going to get out, give me a reader based on the $21 tier, which is the HYDR tier. You can see right there, that's the cheapest one, where you can pay $21 a month and be a member of the Grove Collective. Like, I think it's $250 a year. Powder Blue is like $500 a year. You can do a yearly amount as well if you would rather do that over monthly. But since my audience skews younger, um, HYDR tier. We're going to talk about that. I've, I've, like I said, I've got a request into Walker Jones to get me a reader for that. And also, this is the union. It's for Ole Miss students. It is $10 a month to NIL. And this is a really cool thing. This is a way to get your foot in the door. This is honestly a cool way. I mean, just the exclusive promotional discounts around Oxford will probably be more than $10 a month. Um, so you take care of this and get this, and all of a sudden you build in and you give, and all these students that are in the vault on Saturday, all seven to 10,000 of them, they all give 10 bucks. Um, that's $10,000 a home game. That's $60,000 a year just off of the students that they all donated. So this union thing is something that I'm going to talk about a good bit during the season because I think this is a really good program as well. It's next to no money. It's basically the cost of Rebel Grove or, heck, what is it? That's probably a mixed drink at the library at this point. Um, and you can do that and, and monthly. You can handle that and help yourself have more enjoyment in the football stadium. We all like going to football games. We all like seeing them. This is a way that you can actually have an impact on what is happening as well. It, it's, it's pretty cool. It really is. It's pretty cool. Um, but the day of collection, it went on yesterday. The week of collection and the week of announcements that the Grove Collective is about to go through is going to last all week. And the next week, we're in game week. We're waiting on Mercer to where we can start thinking about how we're going to do our best to sell out that stadium to where we can perform on the field and do all the stuff that we enjoy doing after we do all this administrative stuff that can make us better for the future. 
So the Grove Collective Day of Collection, a major, massive success for the Grove Collective. So congratulations to Walker Jones and the Ole Miss Athletic Foundation and Keith Carter and everybody that surrounds the athletic department in any tangible way. Congratulations to them. All right, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. And I just want to let you know, football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. That is because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win during the regular season. So if you bet on the Saints to win their opener, you can win up to 17 times of bonus bets to where you can bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. Lines are already starting to go out on Monday. Um, we are going to have the lines for week one of the college football season. The big one that sticks out this week is like, I think Navy is favored by 23 and a half or something like that. Uh, or Notre Dame is favored by 23 and a half against Navy. Um, so that is really interesting. Also pay attention um, to some other stuff that we're going to have going on during the season as well. So that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Also this season, Pay attention to us. We will tell you exactly which channel you can catch the Ole Miss Rebels home broadcast on Sirius XM. You want to catch DK. You want to hear all the excitement that goes on with Rebel football. You want to sync that up with the TV broadcast that is on the air and hear DK's fantastic tones of announcing. Somebody I've grown up with. There it is. We will let you know on SiriusXM where that game is. Starting next week, you'll be able to find out about SiriusXM. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And We've got a couple of questions in viewer mail. we got a couple of minutes left to get them in. So I've been talking really fast. So thank you for bearing with me because there's just so much information that I wanted to get into that. Now that we've hit the viewer mail segment of the broadcast, we can slow down a little bit. Why is Ole Miss not recruiting a punter? 2024 class is pretty loaded with them. Do you think... It may be a sign that they're comfortable with where they're at. That's from Will I Am from the Discord server. And A, yeah, I think so. Now, if you listen to my podcast yesterday, I mentioned the punting game. That is one of the areas that Ole Miss fans probably need to be concerned about um, if they want to, you know, make it past where they want to be because – by the end of the season, it was, he was we were punting at about 30 yards a clip. Our punting game was not very good, not very good hang time. I don't know if we're going to rugby punt. We have an Aussie-style punter, so we do have that available to us. But if you kick the ball 32 yards as opposed to 42 yards, as opposed to 52 yards, that difference is hidden yardage. So every time you hit a shorter punt, Basically, if it's 32 yards, just say, hey, that's thir- that's over a first down in hidden yardage. That's something that can't happen. So I, I don't know 
how Lane Kiffin feels about the punting situation. I know he's not recruiting them at the moment. I know that we haven't heard much about him. And I think if it was an issue, we would have heard something about him. But I don't know exactly how that is going to go moving forward. Now, Ranting Rebel asked, we'll be needing a punter in the future, but what is in the class of 2025? In the class of 2025, there's three players that you need to think about. Now, obviously, there's more, but as, you know, this early recruiting cycle begins, getting ready for the 2025 season, I think the number one player that Ole Miss needs to pay attention to is Deuce Knight, the quarterback that is up in Lipscomb. He's originally from George County. Um, so many people are impressed about what the Southpaw can do as a quarterback. He is a very athletic guy. He's honestly really similar to Austin Simmons, and he may be more of an more athletic than Austin Simmons. But a good thrower of the football, he has a chance to do it. Notre Dame probably has the early league in his recruitment. Everybody's going to worry about Tennessee. Auburn is calling him seemingly every day. I'm trying to get him on campus as well. And obviously, Ole Miss is in the game. He is somebody that Ole Miss should pay attention to. And this is a player that sometime in the next month or two is looking to commit. See Grove Collective? You know what I mean? All right. So another player that Ole Miss needs to really pay attention to and get in their coffers for is a Kylan Deer out of Quitman. Got a funny story about Quitman High School. I don't have the time to tell it right now whenever I played high school ball at McGee. But he's a running back out of Quitman, really good player, really smooth running back. He, honestly, this, this is going to um, probably freak some people out. He has a little Cam Akers in him as far as his his smoothness of movement, but a really, really good football player um, for the Quitman, I think, Panthers. I think they're the Panthers, maybe. And then the third player that everybody needs to pay attention to is Caleb Cunningham. He's out of either Choctaw Central or Choctaw County. I'm, I'm not, not exactly sure what the high school is called. Wide receiver, um, really good player. I've heard people say that if he was coming out this year, he would be the number one wide receiver. I don't think he's as good as Aiden is, but this is going to be a really high-level wide receiver that is going to be a battle against everybody. So be prepared for that. That is just what's going to happen and should be really fantastic. Anyway, we are coming up on the last week of open enrollment for you to join our Discord server. Discord works like a chat room slash message board. It's a little bit intimidating when you get there, but once you get the hang of it, it's pretty good. When you go in there, it automatically looks like a chat board, and that's the way you do it. But this has the ability to thread post like a message board. And the way it works, that community that we are building within Discord is a really, really, really cool thing. Now, the link is probably expired whenever you try to do it. Let me know if you want to get in um, to the Discord server, and I will send you a new link to where you can get in. And we have grown up, I don't know, three or 400 people right now. We have fun. It's going pretty much all the time. And it's, it's honestly a really enjoyable thing. So we, we have set this up to 
provide an avenue for Ole Miss fans to have fun. Football should be fun. The long-suffering fan is not something we do. Do not expect that. We do not do anything like that. We want to have fun. We're not going to tell you how to be a fan, but just we ask you not to do the same, essentially. The Discord, though, is really a good time, and I look forward to seeing everybody in it as well. So we got this in under 30 minutes. This is fantastic. This is really good. Anyway, tomorrow on the show, Lane Kiffin is meeting with the media today. Um, if he says any interest, anything interesting, he will be there, and we will start to turn our attention towards the Mercer Bears. Yeah, that, that should be really cool indeed. Anyway, thank you very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available whenever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every dayers, we got Pratt Rogers coming up. I think we got David Eckert coming up. Um, we have Michael Borky coming up um, as we try to get as many perspectives as possible before the Mercer game starts. So it's pretty cool. I do like the fact that I just don't compete with anybody um, and I can have all of these perspectives on the show without fear of, I don't know, advertising for them. It should be a lot of fun. Anyway, I hope everybody has a good Tuesday. Mercer's almost here. It's about, what is it, 10 or 11 days. We're getting close to single digits to Ole Miss football. Anyway, hotty toddy.